Extremely powerful Hurricane Dorian is nearly stationary and continues to pummel Grand Bahama Island. Those are the words from the National Hurricane Center, who as of 11 p.m. Monday night were tracking the Category 4 storm that was nearly standing still. Good morning from Charlotte. I'm James Briarton. This is continuing coverage of Hurricane Dorian from the Carolina Weather Group. Coming up, we will hear from both the governors of North Carolina and South Carolina. But first, the latest on the storm. Storm surge warnings extend along the eastern coast of Florida north to Savannah, Georgia. Storm surge watch is in effect from Hilton Head to Charleston, South Carolina. Hurricane warnings remain in effect for the Bahamas and Florida, while hurricane watch is in effect for coastal Georgia and South Carolina. On Monday, the storm barely moved. It was stationary for most of the day near Freeport. The islands are dealing with devastating winds and storm surge. To bring the Bahamas any relief, the storm will need to start moving north, and it's expected to do so today, albeit slowly. Life-threatening storm surge and dangerous hurricane-force winds are expected along Florida's east coast today through Wednesday night. More than likely, the eye of the storm may never make landfall in Florida, but it's still close enough to bring dangerous flooding and winds to the shoreline. The storm will likely inch its way closer to the shoreline as it moves north into the Carolinas. While not certain, the storm's best chance for making landfall is in eastern North Carolina, where the terrain jets out between Wilmington and the Outer Banks. If a landfall were to happen, it would likely be there Thursday night. Even before it gets there, the eye of the storm could flirt with Charleston, Myrtle Beach, and the entire South Carolina coastline. Evacuations began in South Carolina Monday, with lanes of Interstate 26 being reversed to allow for exclusively westbound traveling traffic. So many people were trying to leave Monday morning, the officials there opened up the extra lanes early. We'll hear from the governor in just moments. In North Carolina, evacuations have not yet been ordered except for a few local communities, including in Dare County, North Carolina, where visitors are being told to leave. A dangerous flood potential is possible for North Carolina and South Carolina east of Interstate 95 through the end of the week. Dangerous storm surge combined with heavy rains could easily flood coastal communities. Upwards of 15 inches of rain are possible, and that's not including the water that will be pushed onshore by the storm. That's why storm surge warnings and watches will likely be expanded up the Carolina coast as the storm nears. Today, the storm is expected to begin traveling north along Florida's coast. It will be a slow process at first, passing the Space Coast Wednesday morning and Jacksonville Wednesday night. The best news in the forecast is that the storm is expected to pick up speed by the time it passes the Carolinas. The center of the storm is expected to pass Savannah, Georgia Wednesday night as a Category 3. By Thursday night, it's already pushing past Myrtle Beach and towards Wilmington as a Category 2. By Friday night, it's past the Outer Banks and headed out to sea. Tropical storm force winds will arrive out ahead of the storm Wednesday morning in Hilton Head, Wednesday night in Wilmington, and Thursday morning in the Outer Banks. Tropical storm force winds will persist behind the storm for several hours. If you live in an evacuation zone, your best advice is to heed the warning and leave. Let's hear now from Governor Henry McMaster of South Carolina. This tape is from yesterday, after evacuations had begun along the shorelines. And after that, we'll hear from North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper. Category 4 hurricane, so it has decreased some, as you remember, is 185 miles an hour before Category 5, but sustained winds are still over 155 miles an hour. The latest forecast still has South Carolina in the path of a very destructive and deadly storm. And I remind everyone, and we say again, all of us, if you are in one of the evacuation zones in the counties along the coast, the eight of them, then the time to leave is, is now, if you're still here, to be safe. We know that we can't make everyone happy with these actions and these orders, 
We know some people may be inconvenienced, but this is the best way to keep South Carolinians alive. It means getting out of the way of this dangerous storm. Today's lane reversal on I-26 has gone very smoothly so far. In fact, the Department of South Carolina Department of Transportation and Department of Public Safety were able to open the eastbound lanes in Charleston to westbound traffic an hour and a half earlier than anticipated. We were going to do it at noon, but ended up doing it at 10.36 this morning. That is the traffic coming from Charleston up towards Columbia. Uh, why did that happen? Start at about 6 o'clock this morning, the Department of Transportation began noticing a dramatic increase in the volume of traffic that was heading westbound, that is towards Columbia on I-26, and has over double the number of vehicles on the normal day. This confirmed what we had anticipated, that is, Labor Day weekend tourists and coastal residents evacuating the coast at the same time. That is, that would, would have created gridlock and brought westbound traffic to a standstill, possibly for, for hours. So, by doing the lane reversal in Charleston, coming up I-26 towards Columbia this morning, an hour and a half early, has traffic moving, moving smoothly and safely from the Charleston area towards Columbia. And this, this here, as you see this picture, this is, these are the lanes coming towards Columbia. This is the, normally the lane going to Charleston. Of course, it's open coming this way, and you see the traffic on it. There's a lot of traffic. This is right at, uh, let's see it, uh, exit 149, South, South Carolina Highway 33. This is just outside of, of Orangeburg, but you can see the, see the traffic on there. Uh, as for Highway 278 in Beaufort, which is the road leaving uh, Hilton Head, similar increases in the traffic leaving Hilton Head were noticed this morning. State and local agencies are now working together on the reversal there and are adjusting their arrangements as traffic dictates. For right now, it's running smoothly on 278 leaving Hilton Head. Secretary Hall and Director Smith will provide additional details, specific details about that traffic. As for school and government <coughs> closings, as you all know, the schools and state <coughs> government offices in the following counties are closed tomorrow, Tuesday, September the 3rd. Those are in Jasper County, the eight counties, the coastal counties, Jasper County, Beaufort County, Colleton County, Charleston, Berkeley, Dorchester, Georgetown, and Ori. Those are the only counties in which we have ordered the schools and state offices to be closed. As of now, those are the only counties that we will <coughs> order to be closed tomorrow. Later days, we'll, we'll make those decisions later. But for schools and state government offices in the remaining 38 counties, other than those eight, that are, those that is, they are not under an evacuation order. I repeat, in every candidate that is not under the evacuation order, there will be no executive order issued closing schools and government offices for Tuesday, September the 3rd. Why? Because at this time, we don't need the shelters that would require the schools to be closed, because that's where the people are sheltered. Everyone is getting out and they're driving through Columbia. Many are going on up to Greenville and Spartanburg, and it, it appears that we will not need those schools to, for shelters. So everything is running smoothly. <clears throat> as soon as we have information, we will give it to you. And I, I say again, this, um, this process, you have, 
many of you know the, the people that work on this that you see in, in the room today. This is a highly experienced team, but you never can tell where a hurricane is going to go. There are people all over the world trying to predict this hurricane. What we do is we assimilate, we study that information, we act uh, accordingly, and our team has had great success in people keeping the people of South Carolina safe and alive. And we're, we're delighted to be able to perform that function. From South Carolina to North Carolina we go. This is taped from yesterday afternoon's news conference with North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and other state officials discussing their preparations in the Tar Heel State. Good afternoon, everybody. Our thoughts are with the people of the Bahamas who've experienced savage destruction over the last 24 hours. And as Hurricane Dorian continues on a path toward North Carolina, our state is facing the very real likelihood of storm damage. The latest forecast shows North Carolina could begin to feel the impacts of Dorian as early as Wednesday morning. We've been in constant contact with the National Hurricane Center, and we have consulted our experts. In the next 24 hours, we expect the storm to turn north and pick up speed. Local leaders in consultation with our state emergency management are carefully considering evacuation decisions now. Some are announcing evacuations this afternoon. I urge you to listen to your local officials. And if they order an evacuation, please follow their instructions. We know that these evacuations are inconvenient, difficult, and sometimes costly. But we must realize the potential deadly cost of refusing to evacuate when told. We have to respect the threat that Dorian brings. Today, I ask the President for a federal disaster declaration in anticipation of the storm's damage so that we can get federal help if we need it. Our State Emergency Operations Center is fully operational. Local, state, federal, nonprofit, and private sector partners are preparing right here as we speak. I have today activated 300 members of the North Carolina National Guard. We have hundreds of North Carolina's Highway Patrol troopers who will monitor major roadways throughout North Carolina to help evacuees. The Department of Transportation has moved resources toward the eastern side of the state to help motorists and patrol the highways. Swift water teams and search and rescue teams are ready to respond if they're needed. Incident management teams made up of emergency managers from non-affected areas will help counties that are affected with emergency operations. If you have not already done so, please make sure that your family is prepared and please include your pets in your plans. Commercial fishermen should remove all fishing gear from the water before the storm's arrival and boat owners in coastal areas should secure their boats, boats now. Because this storm is anticipated to pick up speed, time is running out to get ready. So please, stock your emergency kit 
to support your family and pets for several days. Know what you will do if you have to evacuate with your family. Stay informed and know how to get severe weather alerts. Visit readync.org for helpful checklists so that you can make sure you've done everything you need to do. Preparations that you can make now could save your life later or lessen the chance that you might need rescue or shelter during a storm. Now I'm going to turn it over to Emergency Management Director Mike Sprayberry to brief us on a few issues. Thank you, Governor, and good afternoon. As the Governor said, the State Emergency Operations Center is now fully activated at level one with all of our partners. We're on a 24-hour operation right now. We're also having conference calls with the National Hurricane Center each day. Rain, storm surge, and winds will be a significant threat for Hurricane Dorian east of I-95 with the greatest hazards being along our coastline. The greatest impacts will be felt Thursday and Friday, but we can begin to feel the impacts as early as Wednesday. What that means is that we need to have all of our preparedness actions completed by Wednesday. That's for everybody. Also, as the governor stated, we've been working to mobilize and deploy numerous assets. We want to have all of our assets staged and in place prior to the onset of tropical storm force winds. We've activated our sheltering operation for both medical support and general population, and we're prepared to shelter pets as necessary. Disaster contracts for fuel and generators have been approved as well. Food and water push packs are being pushed out to the counties as they request it. The National Guard and search and rescue teams are moving into their final staging positions. Conference calls are being held with our county partners each day. They're meeting with their county control groups to make final decisions on sheltering and evacuations. In closing, let me thank our local partners for everything that they're doing and remind everyone to follow the instructions of their local officials and to maintain situational awareness through their local media. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Let's take a short break. Coming up in 30 seconds, a look at your forecast here in the Carolinas. Welcome back. Let's get a check of your forecast. Despite all the hurricane talk, we had a pretty nice weekend, at least weather-wise, here in the Carolinas. And that trend does continue today, beginning in the higher elevations of western North Carolina. In Asheville, areas of fog burning off to mostly sunny skies. High of 87. Clear tonight, down to 62. 87 and sunny will be your forecast for tomorrow. Moving now to the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville-Spartanburg, afternoon high of 92, sunny skies, clear tonight down to 70, back up to 91 with sunny skies tomorrow. In Charlotte, you too will be at 91 today, sunny skies, clear tonight down to 70, 89, maybe 90 degrees tomorrow with mostly sunny skies. In Greensboro, mostly sunny, high of 87, down to 68. Clear there tonight as well, mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 88 degrees. Raleigh, you two will be just short of that 90-degree mark. We're forecasting 89 is your afternoon high with mostly sunny skies. But who knows? Maybe if we get a few less clouds and more sun, you will in fact reach that 90-degree mark. Partly cloudy tonight in Raleigh, down to 70. We're watching a 20% chance of an afternoon passing shower or thunderstorm tomorrow with a high around 88. Moving now to the coastline and talking about Moorhead City, North Carolina. 
Also, Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, 20% chance of seeing an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, fairly typical for this time of year, high of 85. That 30% chance of seeing a passing shower in your forecast for tonight with a low around 75. 60% chance of seeing showers on Wednesday, high of 84. And then, of course, we'll be beginning to track the approaching tropical storm force winds Wednesday night ahead of possible hurricane conditions on Thursday. Let's look inland now to Columbia, South Carolina in the Midlands, mostly sunny, high of 93. Partly cloudy tonight, down to 73. Tomorrow, you may need that umbrella for a brief passing afternoon shower, 30% chance, with a high of 89. In Charleston, South Carolina, we'll, of course, be monitoring for approaching tropical storm force winds and hurricane conditions later on in the week. For today, though, 30% chance of a passing shower, high of 85. 30% chance of a shower tonight with a low around 77. With tropical storm force conditions possible Wednesday, with hurricane conditions possible later on in the evening and a high of 82. And rounding out our regional forecast in Wilmington, North Carolina, today, mostly sunny, with a 30% chance of a passing shower tonight, high of 87, 30% chance of a passing shower tonight with a low around 75, showers likely tomorrow, high of 84, tropical storm conditions beginning Wednesday night with hurricane conditions possible on Thursday. Stick with the Carolina Weather Group for continuing coverage of Hurricane Dorian. We'll have updates right here on our podcast feed, which you can turn to. If you ever find yourself in a situation where your access to internet or electricity may be limited, you can look for audio-only updates right here on our podcast feed or join us for live streaming coverage of news conferences and more on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Periscope. But for now, from Charlotte, I'm James Brierton, and this is the Carolina Weather Group.